We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru from 95.7 The Game. The 49ers are getting to Las Vegas, and we are talking about how they did it. That's a 17-point comeback in the NFC Championship, eerily reminiscent, although they were on the road in 2012 when they came back down 17 at the break against the Falcons. Yep. But they come back, they defeat the Lions. A little bit of help from Dan Campbell, we can get into that as well. But Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz, Daryl DeGuru Johnson, Victory Monday edition with Lorenzo Neal here on 95.7. The game all four hours, one done, three to go. Did one hour in the books already? That was flying. That's fast, 16 minutes. We just getting started, baby. (laughs) Running like McCaffrey up and down. These halls, man. (laughs) 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 I'll take it. Oh, eight and eight. I like how you slid that in. Go, you, <laughs> you a cold. Right hey, he he's cold, piece. man. He a cold piece. Goo's a cold. He's hit you with F. He hit you in moving. Hitting this. Keep moving. He's a cold. Stick and move, man. Stick and move. Stick and move. Two piece. Uh, bye Let's get out. Let's get out to the phone lines. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. We want to hear from you here on a victory Monday. Daniel's been hanging on in San Ramon. What's going on, Daniel? How you doing, my man? Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing Talk today? Talk to us. Hey, hello. You deserve every bit to be in the Hall of Fame. My man. man. I had a vote. You've been in the Hall of Fame already, dude. Wow. Love you for it, brother. But check it, man. I was watching the game. I was so stressed. I got high blood pressure. Ah! I, had to go. I went shopping. I went shopping at the Livermore Outlets, and I had to leave the game. And I had to go shopping. And then I'm like at Calvin Klein. I'm at Hugo Boss. I look at my phone. I'm like, dang, we're about to catch up. So I made my book my way back home. I had to try to catch the game, but I'm just saying, things are worrying me. I feel nervous. People calling on the phone, they're acting like they're confident, but man, our defense, they look kind of weak. Say that. I used to play ball back, I used to play ball back in the day. We had a thing called Swarm, where every, every, all left, we just go straight to the ball. But when I look at the Niners D, they don't do that like they used to. They're not swarming to the ball. I saw this one play where Chase Young, he jogging. He jogging. He like four four yards away from the runner. I'm like, how you be jogging, man? This is, a, this is an NFC championship game, man. You play for a contract, dude. So it just it got me worried. It got me spooked. The second thing I want to say is Steve Wilkes, man, I feel like he need to mix it up. We look a little bit too predictable on defense. He got to do some things, you know. I just felt like the Lions knew exactly what to do versus our defense. And it's just that in the second half, they just went away from it. That was on them. They went away from it. But if they stuck to the script, I feel like they would have beat us if they stuck to the script. But they didn't do that. I think we got lucky. We got lucky. He but sounds like a lot of Niner fan. That. Appreciate the call. He Better to be that. lucky than good, though. No doubt about it, man. There's, I'll take on, it. Low. Yeah, I'll take but, it. Man. Well, and especially having played in some games where luck isn't on your side. I mean, you played in countless games, low in which you were the better team, you should have won, you could have, should have, would have done this, and at the end of the day, you look up at the scoreboard, and unfortunately, you're the one with the L on your, on, on your head. It's like, that is sports, and that's why we talk about any given Sunday. Were the Niners the best team yeah. for all 60 wow. minutes? Maybe, maybe not. 
But at the end of the day, they're the ones that are celebrating with the victory cigars that you brought in today. No question, brother. And the, and the Lions are the ones heading back to Michigan. And, and that's a prime example when you talk about better be lucky than, you know, get, it gets okay to be lucky at right. times. I remember, you know, 1999, Goo. We talk about it all the time. The music vehicle. 16 seconds on the clock. I was hung over that day, Titans, Lowe, I was we're down, down by one. <laughs> 16 seconds. And you listen to the, the TV sec- calls. The TV call, and he says, the Titans need a miracle. Yesterday, the 49ers needed a miracle. and It looked like it and, half. Wow. And Dan Campbell, he gave it to them. He helped them, see, they helped them finish this thing because of bad coaching and yeah. bad decisions. Wow, but man. they had to take advantage of that opportunity. When the Titans, when they kicked that ball off, they helped us by not staying in their lanes, not doing everything to fundamentals, and we took advantage Opportunities never lost. It's given to someone else. But we had to take advantage of it. The Niners had to take advantage of the opportunity that presented itself. And you know what? You got me thinking, Evan, just real quick here. Mm -hmm. You think of the 2019 Super Bowl, third and 100 or 15, Mosley went the wrong route. That was luck. Kansas City made you pay for it. Tart in the NFC Championship a couple years ago, 2022. Interception, three flies up. I catch it. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl. So if I'm a Niner fan, just think about that pain. Because you shouldn't be apologizing, but it's just hard to ignore the elephant in the room, which was Dan Campbell taking points off the board board for his team that helped you make that comeback. Yeah, and it hurt those guys. Those guys that Dan Detroit, everybody's talking about it. They Even the, the guys won't say it. The players aren't going to say oh, because they love Coach Campbell. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, it's wow. that's, that's the thing for me. I understand. They say, well, he did what he's going to do. When is there exceptions to your rule? See, sometimes you have to realize there is exception to the rule. I was telling you guys earlier, Guru, that if you walk down the street every day and this guy, you and this guy, every time you see him, you guys go at it and God, you get the best of him. Every day you walk down the street, but one day you're walking down the street and you see that guy with 10 other guys. When is there exception to the rule? You know you can beat that guy. Oh, but he's ready now. He's got so the so mental is there. Brought his so, boys. Yeah. So you yeah. go. So you are going to. He's got his boys. You gonna say I'm gonna avoid this. When you that you know what I'm saying, you know you could take wow. him, but are you gonna go? Why would you run into a place and you know there's ten other guys that you already know you can handle that guy? But why would you go? And that's what Campbell did. When you think about it, you're in a hostile environment. You already you're, these fans are ready to erupt. You're gonna go for it on fourth down instead of saying I have a chance to go up three scores. Oh, I could take the crowd of it and I can make this team. I'm not gonna take that road down. The, I'm not gonna walk down that road, even though I'm not. I might get it. I might win, but if I don't, the the ramifications. There's a safer be, route. Yes, to go. there's a safer route. <laughs> that's all. And, and and that one, that one, I I thought I was like seventy percent saying that's a bad call, but the other one was ninety nine. Right. When that, because the end of that, you still had a chance the to tie one, yeah. the second yeah. one. You had a chance to tie it up again, and you decided yeah. to go for yeah. that run right there. That one was inexcusable. Evan and first with Daryl the Guru Johnson. That is Lorenzo Neal here on ninety five seven. The game. I, I I do want to go there a little because I'm curious as someone that has played for some legendary coaches. Do you prefer an aggressive style like Dan Campbell? Because to be fair, that's the kind of approach that got them into that situation. That's who they've been all season long. They've been a team that has gone for it in a multitude of fourth down scenarios. To me, from that perspective, the biggest thing that I had an issue with was before the half. I know you have a chance to go up by three scores, go up by 17. But if you're going to go for it on fourth twice in the second half, 
Why not line up and try and go for it before the half and go the for the kill, kill shot? shot. Yeah, oh, it, I'm sorry. It, no, I'm, I'm with you. Great minds think alike. Either you're going for three and you're taking points, or you're going all in. And that's where I think there was a little bit too much. Well, I'm in the deep end, but I got to stay in the shallow side. What do you prefer in that spot? I, uh, okay, here's the. I think before half, I think that was the best decision to kick the field goal because you went up by three scores. So kick the field goal because then the Niners came out. Be consistent then, Lowe. Okay, no, I'm with you. But that was because I don't have time. You look at the clock, there wasn't a lot. So kick that field goal. But then in the second half, that's when I said, when do you say there's exception to the rules? I thought more of the exception to the rules in the second half because they went down and scored. So now you're saying kick the field goal at least the second time. If you want to try it that first time and go for it, even though the receiver dropped the pass, the second time, though, you can't afford to do it. You got because now you it's it's not the first half. You can see you have to realize if you do that, if you make that call in the first quarter, it's okay. You can overcome it. But if it's in the fourth quarter when now you oh, you now you don't have a lot of time, you can't overcome. Give your team the opportunity to truly lose. Now you're tied. Now you're saying, okay, guys, anything can happen because they end up scoring another. So if he would kick that field goal, you end up scoring another and touchdown. You're, adding, you're in overtime. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. second, the biggest part when you're sure. saying, what do you do, Low, and what's the difference? The biggest difference is simple. If you come to my house and you try to walk into my house, you gonna get something gonna happen to you. Mm. You, I, mean, I got oh, some oh, lead. Yeah. I got my older brothers. Oh, oh, oh. I got, my, I got, I, I got, my, I got, I got a barking dog, and yeah. he can be. And I got sixteen of them. Yeah. I, got, I got sixteen older brothers, and I got sixteen in the clip. So I, I got my barking dog. So walk up in there if you want to. <laughs> you at home. You had seventy thousand fans at home. Yeah. So if Dan Campbell, if he's in Detroit. I go for that. I understand. It's a different circumstance because the momentum in the crowd. Yeah. But now you going. You saw the guys okay. after that. Yeah. They dropping passes. The crowd got to them. But you at you home. You gave some food. Yes. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, brother. Mm. So at home, I would. I, I, I understand. At home, I might have made the. I would have went for the first one, but the second one, I'm still kicking because yeah. I want you to actually beat me. I'm not going to let you beat me by just not by taking. Food out of my team's mouth, yeah. Evan. You didn't have you were you were the cha- you were the chase you weren't the chasee. All you had to do was we'll take three and just make the game longer. Yes, you didn't have you weren't desperate, but to take that three off the board, you just made it easier for fluke stuff to happen. The IU catch, but it happened at a cost because you couldn't think. You know what? Let's just keep adding and and then at least now you're talking overtime. And if you would have really just went, we're on the road trying to pull off enough set. We're off to a great start. You technically you win that game by three. Well, and that's why I think the crowd was huge wow. in the second huge. half. Huge! You mean, said you heard it in the box. Oh the- yeah, and you, you can't hear anything. I mean, there's there's soundproof glass. That place was rattling. The people were absolutely maniacal. They were energetic. They were enthusiastic. They were about to have that place come off, and there's no roof like that. It was unbelievable Damn. how loud that place got. The combination, again, the two-minute sequence that flipped the game. You have the fourth and two stop where Reynolds drops the pass. I, the fluke to IU turns into a quick touchdown for the Niners. Next play, Gibbs fumbles oh, the ball. Gave it to you. And then Brock Purdy, 21-yard rush into McCaffrey touchdown. Boom, 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 boom. It was sick. It's a tie game, and that place Before is ready to erupt. Before the fourth quarter. Before the fourth quarter. And this is a, a stat I just saw from Nick Wagner of ESPN. There's been 114 teams in the playoffs to trail by 14 points at the half, or to, to trail, pardon me, by 17 points or more at the half. The 49ers are the first team to have the lead by the start of the fourth that, quarter or to not be down by the start of the fourth quarter. Amazing. That game flipped so damn That's fast. That's a collapse, Evan. It was a collapse, 
The 49ers won that game because of the Dan wow. Campbell decisions. I think specifically that second one you talk about. They won that game comfortably after being six feet under at halftime. It was unbelievable. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sopranos. So it, 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 it's a situation where you live and learn. And I, I think the 49ers, though, this is a time, of course, we're celebrating because of the fact that they won this game. And you. this is Victory Monday. And every the 49er fan, the 49er faithful is like, this is unbelievable. But what do you take away? The takeaway, and I'm going to tell you right now, without a doubt, Guru, Cal Shanahan is in the lab. You think Cal Shanahan's not in the office today? They're like, okay, everyone's just taking it up. No, 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 no. No, I these, get these, it. These guys, and, I, and there's, look, they, last night, you talk about, oh, what do they do at halftime? This rah-rah speech. You don't have time. See, people think, you only got 15 minutes at don't halftime. Don't hurt me, low. They don't give the new rock these speeches. Look, it, it, <laughs> Cal, said there was like three sentences said at halftime. Basically, like, hey, guys, I, I, I've been what here. You, what do you want this thing to be? Yeah, and, and I, I've been in these locker rooms where it's like, okay, you're down, and I've seen the guy try to go rah-rah. It doesn't work. I, so, all coaches going to say is pretty much, guys, we're not going to go out. What are you going to do? Is this a, like, if we're going to lose, we're going to go fight. Wow. This is not who we are. And then you have to realize, because if you spend time for the whole 15 minutes, rah-rah and point and game, how do you make the adjustments? So you come in and say, hey, break it down. You don't even bring everyone up first. When you get in there, you there's lockers. There's a running yeah. back. There's DBs. There's receivers. Everyone has their little vice. Then they have a couple minutes, they talk. Then you come together as a defense, a whole defensive unit, one side of the room, whole offensive unit. So now you go collectively what the offense is going to do, and it's collectively what the defense is going to do. Then it's like five minutes left. That's when the team comes together. And then that's when a coach might say, hey, that's wild. dude, we got to straight pull our heads out of you know what. Let's start playing ball and do what's right. And it's like, we got to make plays. And it starts right now. We get the ball. Let's go do it. That's it. Yeah. Because you don't got time to start rah-rah. It's those guys moving in. That's the way everyone wants to go. What happens at halftime? That's it. You break down individually with wow. your protective groups. groups. Then you come down with as a whole units, both units, the D coordinator and the OC, talk to their both prospective units. Then you come together as a team, break it down, let's go kick some butt, and you walk out on the field. It's not what people think. Evan, is there, real quick here. Oh, yeah. Is there a feeling that you think Detroit thought they won the game at half? Because there's video going around of, I believe it was Gardner CJ Gardner Johnson. Waving to the crowd. I'm asking you because of course. Kinda, do you think that, and even the coach thought that, get, like, we got the this. Bro, there was people in Detroit booking their tickets. Dude, there were people in Detroit that were wearing 49ers gear saying, well, this is going to suck. Like, here we go again. Yes. I'm serious. Oh Whether it was in the press box or it was out on the grandstands. People lost Bonte money. Bonte said he Bonte, was praying. He went Bonte to church. been to church since yeah. he was a kid. He was praying on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, those people in Detroit, That did you see the, the TV where they showed the fans? In oh, Detroit? I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the Motor City. You don't think people were at halftime trying to get hotels, that's booking their tickets, oh, yeah. doing the stuff? That, you're down by 17. No, I get this that. Is you're saying, though, Low. They, got, they, they gave up. It was I also because get... of how it looked too. Again, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop that's water if they problem. had a faucet. Like th the running game for Detroit, and that's what I, I think might have been most frustrating about watching the Lions. If you're a Lions fan, is that yes, there were some calls you could have made fourth down, kick the field goal, take the points. Yes, but they went away from what got them that there. Man and preached. the 49ers were saying, "Please throw the ball, Jared Goff." Please drop back there and Fleet try and drive this ball down. Flea flickers, reverses. I mean, just line up and put the ball hey, down the third, third and thirteen. How about they handing the ball off and they run and get picked that first down? What did you when that happened? Just, you got to realize, simple. you know how demoralized. I thought it was over. If you're doing that to get a first, 
but you went away from it. That, that's crazy. That's this is crazy <laughs> that we're sitting here talking about third and thirteen, and they ran the ball. But it, listen, they motioned over. They brought an extra guy in. You watched them, and you saw the defense move over further to the to the uh, looking at the screen to the right. They shifted over, and all of a sudden they went to the left, and they outflanked them. They got their guys in, and they made guys run the hump. And he picked up a first down on third and thirteen. That doesn't happen, guys. That doesn't happen in college. That usually doesn't happen in high school. That usually doesn't happen in Pee Wee. You you gotta be. Uh, let's let's, let's no, be honest. I'm with you. We won the game, so this is victory yeah. Monday. But let's put, uh, like you say, Google, oh, put yeah. the rat on the table. Yeah. Third and thirteen, and you can hand off the t- hand off the ball. Thank you. I needed that. And they freaking pick up the first down. Goo, what's up yeah. with that, bro? Yeah. It and- take it, it takes two to tango, Goo. I mean, for for a 17-point comeback, it does take two to tango. The 49ers forced their way back into that football game. But again, you need someone to let you in the room. Yes. And then the Niners became the stars and hopped on the dance floor. Yeah, and that's why, I'm again, I'm going to go back to Kyle taking that three because I thought uh, other coaches might have been like, holy cow, it's 24-7 after he took that three to get just to buy another down, another series, and it worked, man. Had he went for it and they not got it, then the air's out the stadium, Evan, again. It's still 24 He took that three. They scored 27 unanswered. Mm. 27 unanswered points in an NFC championship. It was awesome to watch, and it's a big reason the Niners are heading on to the Super Bowl. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Infersteine with Guru. Lorenzo Neal here with you on a victory Monday. Let's get out to the city. Come on, we want to hear from the city. The city that's watching this team try and win its sixth Super Bowl in a couple of weeks against the Kansas City Chiefs. What's going on, Danker? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you doing, my man? What up, my boy? Hey, hey. Amigos. What's up? Hey, hello. I'm I'm so glad you're on, too, because at a young age, I used to go to these camps, right, St. Ignatius. Sure. And you, one, of your former, one of your former teammates is there, Igor Oshansky. Mm. Great guy. Igor. I a little bit with him. Yeah, beast. And at a young age, I remember the, uh, the quarterback coach telling me, all right, go up for a post. I'm going to teach you something. Run for the – he goes, put your hand up when you want the ball. I'm like, all right, do my route, my route break. As soon as I turn my head, the ball is about to hit my cheek, pull my head back, make the catch. Coach goes, good catch, but you weren't supposed to catch that. Mm. I'm trying to establish, we run a timed offense. You don't get the ball when you want it. And I don't think, like, look, can you, t- like, how many teams aren't running a timed offense? Everything's a system, right? Right. It's, it's like, it's confusing. And can I, one thing that I don't think people are bringing up, I think we're running a system no one's really seen. How many times have you seen a quarterback almost read the defense backwards then flip around 180 degrees, then get rid of the ball? Like, I don't even know what to call that. <laughs> um, you talking about purging. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, th- I, think, I don't think people realize what they're seeing as far as the system. I think he's created a new system, if you ask me, if you want to bring the word system into it. and. What- and think about that. So, so hang on. Wait, let's say, think about the Rams, Green Bay, Texans, and Miami. All those teams, in the Niners, look at what yep. do they? They all run the same system. Yep. You look at you look in Miami. 
Think about that young quarterback. Look what he does. He lets the ball go. He doesn't have the best arm, but at the same sense, he makes all these big plays up for MVP. Look what happened with the Texans Stroud. this year. Stroud. Look at how Shock he looked. Me. Look what he did in that type of same type of system. Look at Green Bay. Green Bay beat the Niners. Then Green Bay beat the Dallas Cowboys just like the Niners beat the Dallas Cowboys. Why? You had wide open receivers. Green Bay's receivers were wide open Incredible. against the Dallas Cowboys. And it's not because of athletic ability. It's because they didn't pay attention to details. And it was a fundamentally breakdown in the defense. You watch the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys has more talent than Green Bay. They're a better team than Green Bay. But deep Green Bay went out there and you saw Gruden. You're like, how is this tight end wide open? How are these receivers wide open? Where's the? How is this busted? Because of the system and because of the, the scheme, they don't take their – got to cover every blade of glass. Mm -hmm. And some of these teams don't know how to do it. And that's why you see when you see teams that are equally matched and they understand what's going on, that's when the Niners at times struggle. Baltimore Christmas. Exactly. Because they understand what they're trying to do. So, yes, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of teams that don't understand what's going on with Cal Shanahan's offense and how all these – all you look at what the, what the Rams do the same thing because of this system mm. and how predicated it is. Look, and this is where I, I, I got to give Brock Purdy as much credit as possible is because – He's able to, more than any quarterback that Kyle Shanahan's had in San Francisco, certainly, he's able to operate within the system. He's also able to operate outside of the system. And I don't think that we're seeing in the playoffs now, but I don't think it's been recognized how much throughout the season this dude is a gunslinger. And that's gotten him into trouble in yeah. some games, specifically against Baltimore. He can go back to Cleveland. But this guy is not afraid to rip it. And that is a fearlessness that you have to play the position with. I saw him, it was early in the game. There was a ball in the first half, and he wasn't playing his first his best first half. But he ripped the ball on third down to Debo Samuel, which he got absolutely cratered yeah. by a defensive lineman. Yeah. Got drilled. That's the type of fearlessness you have to play the position with. And to see someone at his size continuously be okay with staying in the pocket, taking those hits... Not every pass is going to be perfect. He was inaccurate sometimes. He threw a pick. He made mistakes. But at the end of the day, because of that kind of cool and cut, like, let, let me let me, let me me paint the picture for you right here. After the game, I'm walking in. I, I go into the locker room. We're talking to different players. And Purdy's waiting to, to get to the podium to talk to the media, right? So Kyle Shanahan's going on his spiel. He's talking for a long time. I walk out of the locker room. And as I'm about to get to the big press conference area, I see Brock Purdy sitting down, waiting to go in. But he's sitting down. <laughs> Brock! Back, back up against the wall. Thanks, Fidel. Back up against the wall. He's got his eyes closed. And he's just sitting there breathing. He's just sitting there with a the straight-faced, laced-up, tattered, Torn leggings on his left side. There's claw marks. He's bruised. He's a gladiator. And he's sitting there after his event knowing that he did exactly what it took to win the mm, game. Mm. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't flawless. But he's the guy. I'm yeah. sorry. It, it's just it was a it was a scene and a still shot in my head that I will never forget because he's the kind of quarterback that it doesn't matter how hard he throws. It doesn't matter how fast he runs. He puts you in a position to win. 
And that's all you can ask for in this league. No doubt. I appreciate that. And, Lowe, I'll add this to the gunslinger thing. We glorify Brett Favre, but he made a lot of mistakes, a lot of interceptions. But all the greater good that came for having the guts of a cat burglar and that throw to (laughs) IU, which we all thought, to your point, Evan, was the interception. It wasn't even about what it was going to be. It was a completed pass when it was all said and done. But he kind of was like, F this. I'm going to let loose, like Evan said, and let it rip. He did, and it benefited them. We could call it fluke or whatever, destiny. But you're right. How many times throughout the season did Kyle, he can't the Jacksonville throwing back right. against the grain, right. but it works out for him. So, yeah, I mean, I can just put some respect on his name. And he got crushed. I know we got break uh, a couple times staying in the pocket, delivering the rock. And it wasn't just him. That was a team effort yesterday. I mean, you look up and down the box score, everyone contributed on both sides of the ball. Even yeah. your boy Nicky Bosa got a couple sacks. He I got know you've been waiting. A couple of sacks. Yeah, nice couple of sacks. Early, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but the 49ers, most importantly, get the W. They come from behind 17. They beat the Lions. They're headed to Super Bowl 48, and we want to hear from you here on a victory Monday. Evan Gennings in for Matt Stein. Matt's way still nursing that hip surgery. Daryl the Guru Johnson with you, as always. Lorenzo Neal with us up until 2 o'clock here. The 49ers are NFC champs. How are wow. you feeling right now, Faithful? 888-957-9570 is the number. It's also a Monster Monday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. We want to hear from you on the other side. That segment was brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Evan in for Steiny while he's out with his hip surgery. Daryl the Guru Johnson, and welcome back, Lorenzo well, well, Neal. LaFon! I mean, we hear you every single <laughs> Sunday. You do a fantastic uh, job on the kickoff show, whether it's at home, whether it's on the road here in studio. We love having you on Sundays, but we love get you back in the studio low here on a Monday for a victory Monday, no doubt. Oh, I love it. I love being here for victory Monday. This is absolutely amazing. I'm here with you in, in the Gooster. This is freaking pretty legendary. <laughs> you like that one, eh? You like that one? Is that the new, new one? one. Might stick. Is that the new? Is that is the Gooster? You already got that I'm one out. Pregnant. Ah. Is that the oh my goodness. Ev, what happened? Ev, what happened? Ev, what was that? Ev, that hurts you right there, dude. All right, first of all, you surprised me every. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Single time we meet. Goo does it every single day to get y'all two in a room oh, together, man. It's, it's radio oh, love right now. Right, <laughs> Making radio love right now. Speaking of pregnancy, oh, good man. man. <laughs> Oh boy! Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Is that what they call that's you? Is that, no, that's new. That's new. That's a new. Brand the new. Gooster's new. I got it. It might stick though. It might stick though. Better be careful. I felt like a chicken, boy. That was good. Though. Oh man. Oh my okay. god. Where do we go from here? Yeah. Let's open this thing up. Yes. All right. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Tim's been out in Berkeley hanging on. Come on, get in here, Tim. How we feeling, my man? What's up? Hey, good times today. That game was amazing, man, really. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about over the season about, 
Debo, he was not the difference in the game. Kittle, not the difference in the game. McCaffrey, not the difference mm. in the game. Bosa, no. Two two people really were the difference in the game. One of them, Brock Purdy, and I'm going to save my comments on them because I really want to talk to Steiny about that because that's going to be good, especially after the Super Bowl. And the other guy was the coach in Detroit. I mean, Campbell just <laughs> choked so hard. The moment was just Man. too big for him. Dan Gamble. He choked. He did not have championship medal, and neither did his team. And guess what San Francisco showed that they do? They played two of – these last two games have been two of the lesser games of their entire season, mm. and they still managed to pull them out and win. That shows that they've got it. If they play a decent game in two weeks, I think they're going to come out on top. Thank wow. You. And as far as just his point, middle warfare, uh, just from a personal standpoint, that's what the Niners haven't have been facing these last two games. Down seven, zero and thirty after blah blah blah. They're putting that to rest, but to to hang in like you just gave Brock credit for the defense uh, because they low they had to make some adjustments, especially on that Williams fumble. I mean, they, they cut the middle off, but what his point to me was the mental warfare of looking, just facing your own mortality. That's what was at stake down twenty four. Seven, you could have wilted mentally. It's over. Uh, down seven against Green Bay in the fourth. You could have wilted. To their credit, Kyle and the rest of the gang didn't do that, man. Yeah, they they didn't. They just stayed the course. And, and like you you alluded to, and I know we're just like Groundhog Day. We keep saying a lot of the things, things that could be a little bit repetitive at times. But like you alluded to earlier, you said what Cal Shanahan showed you in the third quarter when they get the ball to go down and just score. Man. He could have said, you know what, I'm going to be stubborn. We're down. I'm going to try to get seven. Instead, he said, I'm going to live the fight on the day. I'm going to extend the game. I'm going to put my team in a situation now we're only down by two scores. Now let's play chess instead of checkers. Mm. And that's what he did. And that was a those are that was a pivotal point. That was a pivotal point in this game because by him doing that, you put points on the board. Now you made Green Bay, now you made Detroit a little uptight. And now you try to drive down and say respond and now you're in fourth down. And you say, oh, man. I can, I can now, I can, I can punch San Francisco right back in the stomach because they came out and drove down and got three, but I just erased their three. Boom, gut shot. Now we're back at the same score. But instead, that was a huge tide because now you got the Niners thinking, now we're down two. We chipped away because uh-huh. their stubbornness to say, instead of going back up three, and now that wiped out everything the 49ers did. That's the point that I'm trying to make. When is an exception to the rule? Well, and that's why I thought in the second half, Detroit constantly was looking for, and this is also a credit to the crowd, they were looking for the silencer. They were trying to silence the crowd more than play and react, to your point, Low, to the situation. That first one, if you take points, I get it. You know, at that point, yeah, I get it. The first one, I mean, you're still by 14. Okay. Like that one, you go for, you don't get. But the second one to tie the game to at least put a little bit of pressure back on San Francisco to go make a drive, Man. and for the crowd to at least loosen a little bit. Sure, it would have been hell to pay down the stretch in terms of the crowd jumping on Detroit. But I thought they got rattled, and their coach didn't help them get unrattled. Like he kept putting them in these crucial kind of. Gotta have it situations. And 
I, I just felt like like someone like Josh Reynolds didn't look like he wanted the ball in that game. He got nervous. The, 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 he, Boy, he, was that they tight, booty, man. It, t- it tightened up. It perkered up. Yeah. Dude, you're absolutely right. I remember being down by 14 with Tennessee Titans when we were playing the Rams. Going back as I digress. Going back again. We're down by 14. This Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. We make this great comeback. And I remember Dyson gets tackled, so the game's over. I remember a couple of weeks later, I go, you know, in the office offseason, and I'm talking to Coach. And he's like, man, Lotus was a tough one. Man, I almost had it. And I said, Coach, what would you have done since we battled back? What would you have done, you know, because if we would have scored that touchdown to tied it up? I said, would you have went for two or you just – he said – I couldn't do that to you guys. I would have took the one and I would have lived to fight on another day and take it the overtime. That's and and so to your point, what you guys are saying, that's what's that's what Campbell should have did. Live to fight on another day. He couldn't. You shouldn't do that to your guys. Not only okay, he did it to himself as a coach, yeah. but you don't do that to your players. You you're in the a- NFC Championship. You fought like hell to be in a position and to earn the right to go to Super Bowl. Put the points on the board. Lease your tide, and now let's play. Let's finish this thing. Yeah, no but doubt don't, about it. But twice, not one, but twice, you had a chance to tie it. So what are you playing for? Okay, so give me the logic to that. What? So Goo, in your opinion, in your yeah. put your put your put yourself in his situation. What is the logic when it's only eight minutes left, and now you've done it once, but now you're going to do it a second time, but you have a chance to tie the game up? What are you thinking? I, I, I have no idea, and it goes back to what Evan said, the silencer. You can do that methodically, mm-hmm. too. You can take time off the clock and they make the, the Niners be like, oh, we got three. They just matched it. And then this is the Geico part of it I don't like. Okay, you go for it. Let's say you get the lead, but you're still a touchdown away from losing. So it wasn't like... You know, you didn't have that insurance of if we score, they need a touchdown, we're still tied. I don't get it. Again, I, I, I think this comes from a selfish standpoint, Monday morning quarterback, guru production. But Love had it. they won that Dallas game and went with conventional wisdom, who's to say this game, both division winners, is not played in Detroit? Good point. So you are out here playing, and I feel like you're doing it so when your team wins, you get a majority of the credit because you're gangster gangster and normally just to the whole uh you know institution of coaching i don't think a dan reeves or a bill walsh plays around on the road when you could have took points for your team yeah we didn't get in the end zone but you the silencer is still scoring and adding and i think you called it this is a five dan gamble this thing ain't cool man like i would really if i were a player low i know you're not going to do it publicly but this thing's a joke because i think it comes from a thirst uh a thirst uh inception of he wants some of the credit and it's ridiculous it it really is i i was just watching it you know i know everyone's seeing the same thing like what are you doing the first time you like this was crazy anyway you're like okay but i could see it but the second time was just it's inexcusable and i think that's where I think this guy lost his team. You gave him I think momentum. You, no question. You gave the momentum. You try to at least tie it and say, okay, defense, we just got I'm now the game's tied. But now you're still tight because you're playing from behind instead of saying, let's just stay relaxed because now we're even. So, but you once you're still behind, now guys are still pressing and they're too tight. And you saw the momentum. Now the Niners are playing loose. Purdy just says, "Okay, I'm putting this on my back." And I, he was he was Steph Curry s yesterday, mm-hmm. especially the second half. His his decision making to say, "I'm gone." 
one, that two, three. Big, and I and you and Goo, all of us have said we would hate to see this team behind because we know the offensive line. Of course, you got an unbelievable one of the best tackles, maybe the best tackle in the game. But we said if this team's behind by double digits, the line, the offensive line couldn't hold up for seven-step drops. It's not going to hold up. So everyone said if they get too far behind, this offensive line can't hold up. And guess what? The offensive line, just like we said, it didn't hold up. This guy he said improvised. he improvised and he took off. He won the game <laughs> yesterday with his legs yeah. because he improvised and took off because when it broke down, when in doubt, teams were not expecting. They were just trying to get their sacks and Brock Purdy surprised him with his legs and his feet and his speed. Evan, they had him for an eight-yard sack. They did. Like, that's going to kill the drive. He got and scampered. Well, and to your point about Dan Gamble, it's like you look at – he's probably he, – he might win NFL Coach of the Year. For, for what he's done with that team been amazing. at this okay. point, he's been amazing this whole year. He, he is the front-runner for that award, no, and deservedly right. so. But yesterday, to me, he got out-coached by Kyle Shanahan – Almost because for the first time in a while, I saw Kyle Shanahan just step away from the headset. Like he he took the points out of the half to go down 14. A lot of people were saying, well, that's not going to be good enough. You're going to have to be able to stop him. You got to get six there. You got to get seven points. No, Kyle Shanahan stuck to what he's done the whole season, where Dan Campbell, I thought, tried to get a little more outside of his own box. And so the the reason why I felt like Kyle Shanahan outcoached Dan Campbell is yes because of Dan Campbell's mistakes, but also because Kyle Shanahan, and I know he's got his flaws, there's no doubt about it, and we're of course going to judge him in the Super Bowl in two weeks, but he stuck to who he was. Dan Campbell did not stick to who the Lions have been this entire season, because even if you are the ultra-aggressive head coach, that demands you go for it before the half, after the half, and at the end of the game. He mixed and matched, and it ended up falling in his face, falling flat on his face. And it's one of the reasons why the Niners are walking away with the win as of yesterday, but it's also a reason, I think, why the game turned so fast. I have never seen a game flip that quickly in that kind of spot to the point at which the 49ers went from dead in the water to where... After they got even at 24, I think I tweeted this out, Like that that was their game to lose. That game turned from Detroit's game... And their Super Bowl appearance to the Niners winning comfortably at home and everyone pretty much celebrating for the majority of the fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. It, it really was. And that's what you saw. You saw the, the momentum and just guys on Detroit in front of our eyes. Beginning of the game, you heard the announcers talking about if you can get up on the Niners and make them play from behind, now you kind of make them one-dimensional. Damn, and not that was said. That. that was said. You heard it. And they said Detroit has allowed – now Detroit has controlled tempo. Detroit knows the Niners just can't be a heavy run. Detroit now has made the Niners now play their game, play in their sandbox. And you saw Detroit just happy and fancy free, playing with freedom, wasn't tight. Guys making catches, making plays, running the ball, getting up, acting, just get, being hyphy because they were in control. Yeah. Once you flipped it and you said, okay, even when they, even when that fourth and two, the guys didn't miss it, met bat, you yeah. know, the catch, he should have caught it maybe. But once that happened, now when the Niners get that big play and they score, you see now you're only down by seven oh, instead of being down by ten. Then Detroit said, okay. So as a player, you're thinking, oh, my God, 
they just need seven and they tied this thing back up. So now guys started, you saw just the instant them trying to change. Guys running, trying to catch passes, trying to body catch it, not catching it with their hands. It was mental now. now. Ment it became a mental part. And that's because, and then the crowd start getting louder and louder. <laughs> and they said, oh my God, they looked around and they couldn't hear. Golf's trying to point, get guys lined up. They're looking around. Oh. Everyone's, oh my God, and they're hitting. They're getting punched. And it's like, uh-oh, we're down. And then the Niners score. And you could just tell it was just a shift in momentum and the crowd and everything else. They just got out of rhythm. So without a doubt, that was a huge point in this game. Man. It sure was. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan in for Steiny with Gerald the Guru Johnson. Yes. Lorenzo O'Neal with us here on a Victory Monday for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's get out to the city. Vince wants to talk about something that well, I think we've been touching uh -oh. on, but might still be a little bit hesitant. Might be not. What's going on, Vince? How are we feeling? Hey, what's up, guys? Excuse my voice. I was screaming my head off last <laughs> night after we won. Weren't we all? But, um, hey, look, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or, or anything like that. It's just we've been here before two times. Mm. Like, I was born and raised in the city. I'm a lifelong Niner fan. I'm a dying Niner fan. And I was a little too young to really understand how hard it is to win when Steve won it back in 94. So I've been longing for a Super Bowl win. The Giants got theirs. The Warriors got theirs. It's our time, the 49ers' time. And while celebrating this victory is huge, I still think there's a lot of work that needs to get done because the first half, we were getting ran all over, and we cannot have that happen in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. We already got enough to deal with with Patrick Mahomes extending plays, and I would just like to see our rush defense kind of tighten up. But – one other thing I want to say real quick before I get off is what they got to say now, because Brock Purdy has been getting the Steph Curry treatment this whole season. And he came back from deep, deep. We should not have won that game, but he made big plays. He was like Joe and Steve mixed together with a little bit of Brett Favre and just the dimes that he was dropping those deep dig routes. Like this guy is ready. He, he doesn't care. He just wants to win. And I love that attitude. I think the Niners need to continue to have that. Get to work, and let's go get number six. Hey, before you go, let me just give you this advice because you hit me in the cardiac muscle. I get it. You got standards. You want a Super Bowl. But, damn it, enjoy it, man. Let, at least, for low, tell them for 48 hours, enjoy that win. Yeah, it wasn't your best, but you won. Found a way in the, NFC, in the biggest game, the NFC Championship. Now you got two weeks for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I right. love it. They got two weeks, and they, I, I think, like you said, Guru, the fans, you know, we're just talking about it. You and I, we're all saying, hey, look, what do we see? What's some of the things that, you know, kind of alarm us? We're not even breaking down Kansas City and X's and O's, none of that. We're just saying, hey, this game here and last week, we can only look at it and say, okay, how do they learn from this? You thought, okay, they learned from Green Bay. Green Bay, okay, God, it's a teaching lesson. You were behind. So you said, this ain't going to happen this yeah. week. Oh, I boy. was like, oh, my God. I remember talking. I, I, it was yes, worse. It was, that's the point that it's like, <laughs> that's, that's, what's just, that's what's just kind of gives, I think, the fans that jolt. They're happy. Yeah. But they're just, you know, sometimes I you can't can be, ignore. Yeah, I can't ignore moment. And it was crazy because I'm, yesterday I'm doing a show with Krugs, and I'm like, Krugs. Right after Baltimore, I told him I said, yesterday, I said, somebody's losing. I said, it's either one of these teams, because it's never really both teams, the two number ones, go to the Super Bowl. So I said, somebody's going to lose. I don't know which one. I said, it's going to be one of them. And I was still on the air in Baltimore loss, and I said, I don't care. Bet it. Gamble it. Make it straight. I said, you take 
the Niners because Baltimore already lost. So I was like, without a doubt, I was 1,000% sure that the Niners, <laughs> lock it up, was going to win. But then once that game started, 24 Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not Where were you at half? No, no, no. Like, I'll oh. tell you right now. I thought they was going to lose. I, I'm not going like, to sit here. I'm not going to be the that. faithful. Okay, I'm not right. going to play this Evan, game. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And Well, I didn't give up yeah. faith. And I thought, what gave you faith that they were going to win that game? What you saw? You can only go off of what you saw. Yeah. In the first half, Evan, you said it. They were sieve. The nothing showed you that they could stop. How many times did the Detroit Lions punt the ball in the first half? Zero. So what I can't, made? I, I, I can't remember one. My, so I can't my, remember one. So not one. So my question is you. So when people say, All right, you know, and I've known the song, don't stop believing. Yeah, I hate it. A journey. journey. But what gave you hope that they could come back from 17? Now, you knew they were going to score. But what made you think they could stop Detroit from scoring? Especially because, and they, they did put they did punt one time, but it was when they got away from who they were. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I remember this. We were talking about it. You go down the first two drives. The first drive, they just walked right down the field. Four Gee, plays, 75 man. yards, Jameson Williams weaving his way past people oh, on his way to six. Second drive, more methodical, like the Green Bay drive in the first drive of the divisional round, except they got three points. This time, the Lions go 11 plays, 62 yards, five, five minutes, and they get six. Next drive. And this is where I was like, Wondering what Ben Johnson was looking at on the field, the OC for the Lions. He runs this reverse pass back to Goff, kind of flea flicker he with a wide had receiver. A man too. They got cute on that drive. Looking for a head coach job. That's what he's looking well, for. He's, he's, he he's, had one at half. He, he might get one still. But this is the thing. And then they get back to basics. And what do they do? They walk right down the field. Five plays, 46 yards off of that Brock Purdy interception with the short field. They turn it into six points. And you're looking up at the scoreboard. You're like... I don't know how the Niners' defense is. It wasn't even about them coming back offensively Man. because I don't think the offense was that big of an issue, but it's how are you going to stop Mm-mm-mm. what the Lions are doing because, again, it's the most demoralizing thing in the game. Anytime you line up with your guys, you get 13 personnel, 12 personnel, whatever, and you just run the rock right up the middle. I mean, there were holes. The Red Sea was parting for David Montgomery. I know Moody was on the sideline just looking on. And I'm sorry, I meant to make a Moses reference right there, and I couldn't get it out. But but this is the thing. like The Lions ran the ball at will, and they decided in the second half, you know what, our quarterback is going to be how we're going to win this game, and he lost it. Yeah, and that's because Good they were selfish. It, it was, it, it, and, and when I see coaches do that, it, it, it's, it's just, it just baffles me. When Tennessee, we knew we had Eddie George in San Diego. You knew you had Ladanian Thompson. You just feed them. Yeah, you, you just, especially when you, you know how deadly. And with Detroit, you knew that the Niners could not stop the running game. <sighs> if, and but coaches get too cute. During the week, they got these trick plays. They got these plays, and they say they got to get to them. Oh, yeah, now we got them. Let's just go for it. And so sometimes these coaches razzle-dazzle. They get too cute, and they're trying to trick people and end up up blowing up in their face. And that's what happened to Detroit yesterday. Yeah, and I'm sitting up here. Evan, low, you can tell me I'm wrong, but I I got uh, vibes of Russell Wilson at the goal line in the Super Bowl against New Mm. England. Conventional wisdom was just give it, run the ball, (laughs) you win. Peace, mode. And the Niners won that game, but yet I didn't feel like they stopped Detroit's run. But shame on Detroit because they stopped their own run. Yeah, and so with that being said, 
That's why the Niners got to be in the lab already uh, saying, okay. how do we fix this? No days off. How do we fix this? Because we're going to play a guy in Chris Pacheco that everyone said he runs angry. No, he does. And he oh, runs yeah. mad at the earth. And I thought Baltimore was going to knock him out because I said Baltimore wants him. They're mean physical defense. Before he's that game started. Yeah. He's a, but this dude's a savage and he rolls to the occasion. You're not going to punk him. See, the Niners no longer, and I'm going to tell you right now, now. They, they don't, no longer the Niners feared. No longer now, the that, Niners might be on the I'm just now. telling you, yeah. watching this team, I watched them when they when 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 Green Bay got the toss and they elected to keep the kick, return the ball. They said we want the ball. The Niners defense went crazy. They start jumping them up and down. Green Bay, they want the ball. We gonna show them. You remember that? I, I and, and 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 I said, oh shucks, I can't believe because I made. I told someone. I said Green Bay, they win the coin toss. They're gonna they're gonna kick and they're gonna defer. They ain't gonna say give me the ball. Not mm-hmm. against this Niners defense. Guess what? They said give me the ball. And what they do? March it down. Seven and a half minutes. Teams are not afraid of the Niners' defense, and if they don't get it fixed, it's going to be tough. And I, wa- fix I, I wonder if Kyle Shanahan might take the ball in the Super Bowl if he wins a toss. It's not what it's not what he does. I don't think they've possibly taken the possibly. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Spinell. I, I don't think that they have taken the ball. I think they deferred every single time they've won the toss going back, especially this season. But even maybe in, in Kyle Shanahan's tenure, I'd be very surprised if this guy is is fifty fifty. He is deferential. He wants the chance to come out of the half. And that you actually asked Lo a good question. And I'm, I'll throw this to listeners as well. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. Did you ever feel like the 49ers were dead? And when did you feel like they were back and they were alive? When did the game flip? When did the momentum swing in favor of the scarlet, red, and gold? Because I have a moment to me that I thought was integral, but I also think there's a few moments you could look at and say, well, that's when they got it back. This is when the Niners got their mojo back. This is when the Lions started to hand it off. Literally, the baton to the 49ers, not hand the football off because they went away from the run in the second half. But I'm very curious what people think was the flipping point of that football game. 888-957-9570 is the number. Lorenzo Neal in on a victory. Victory Monday, all four hours here on Steiny and Guru with Daryl the Guru Johnson, Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. He's out with hip surgery, so wishing war well to him. And I want to remind you all, of course, you can catch all four hours of Steiny Guru on the free Odyssey app. Can rewind back to the morning roast. There's been calls all day, fantastic contributions from the faithful out there all around the Bay Area as their team is in the Super Bowl for the second time in five years. The 2019 rematch for the Kansas City Chiefs in two weeks. Looking forward to it, but today is all about the comeback. Down 17 against the Lions at home. They walk away winners. They are NFC champs, hoisting the George Hallis Trophy and all the rest. You can watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Evan Giddings alongside Daryl the Guru, John. So Lorenzo Neal, we're back after this, taking your calls on 95.7 The Game. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.